Well, it took one minute and 20 seconds of recording <laughs> in person before Bob lost it. Oh, jeez. All right, you ready? That's our, That's that's the first intro. I'm excited about that. All right. I'm happy to have that back. All right. Good. Here we go. Welcome to the Metacast. Ooh, no, that's not the Metacast. No. It is... Welcome to the intro. There you go. Thank you, Bob, stepping in and you're, straightening you're, me you're out welcome. yet again. You're, he's been drinking Metacaster. Yeah, but just it's water, okay. Though. Sorry. It's, all right. I wish I was. All right. Yeah. So this is the intro? This is the intro. Uh, we have a special announcement. Very. Drum roll, please. <laughs> oh, nicely done, Josh. I can only do this for so long. That's so stop, okay. stop. So we... Um, I'm a speaker for TechWell. So TechWell is a sponsor. Mm-hmm. Right? They are a sponsor. They are a currently yeah. a sponsor. So TechWell is one of our sponsors. Uh, I'm a speaker, program chair for TechWell. Uh, one of the perks that they've given their speakers, and I've wasted this Metacasters for years. I should never admit my foibles, my my failures. <laughs> but, we don't have enough time for that. But the contracts that for a speaker uh, always included a, uh, a, a conference pass for the uh, conferences I'm speaking at. So this year, uh, so far, I'm going to speak at Star East, and I'm going to be speaking at Better Software, Agile Dev, uh, and in the uh, spring. And uh, I get a free conference pass, which is the Wednesday-Thursday sessions, which is about two grand worth mm-hmm, of conference. Mm-hmm. I get a free pass for someone. I get, I get a chance to give it to anyone I want. And that's just part of my speaking package. Mm-hmm. For 10-plus years, I didn't read the fine print, and I never, ever gave it to anyone. I just wasted it. Man, it was stupid. So selfish. I, I did, no, it wasn't even <laughs> selfish. It was stupidity. I didn't know. I always thought that was for me. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's their words to tell me. And then yeah. someone scratched. Then I, another speaker is like, no, no. that's You can give that to a client. You can give that to someone. So long story short, for Star East, which starts on, what, April 29th, I think, yep. to May 4th, yep, uh, in Orlando, which is a testing conference, uh, we have a free pass to give away to we someone. We do. Very how, exciting. How are we, we going to do it, Josh? So all you have to do is retweet this episode or share it via LinkedIn, and each of those will get you an entry, and we will randomly choose anyone that does that. So you can get two entries by retweeting and by sharing on LinkedIn. So we're looking for help with our social networking yep. and our exposure. And if you do that, Josh will monitor it. He he will use our Cray, our Metacast Cray supercomputer to tabulate the results. Yes. And we have a random selection algorithm customized by Josh. Yes. That will pick the winner. Indeed. 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 It is and it is verified by uh, Ernst and Young Price, Associates or, or, or Ernst Price, Price Waterhouse Cooper. yeah, Coopers. Yeah, yeah. There will be an audit. There will be auditors standing by. Standing by. So yeah. you can trust us. We, yes. will, we will not. <laughs> we, we will do the right Very thing. Very advanced algorithm. So in, in all seriousness, I want to give that away to someone who's listening to what we're doing, uh, if you can help us get the word out. So there it is. It's out there. Uh, don't make me waste another ticket yeah it's a tremendous opportunity to get free registration like you said two thousand dollars worth of conference now for free. now what's not paid to be clear to be yeah, transparent you're right, you're right you gotta you gotta pay for uh transportation so it's it doesn't include 
transportation hotel. It's just a conference proper, but it's still right. a 2K, and it's just Wednesday, Thursday. They have pre-conference workshops. It doesn't include that, but it's for the Wednesday, Thursday conference. Uh, so uh, tell your family. Tell your friends. Tell your dog. Tell your dog. <laughs> tell, tell the world. <laughs> Uh, there it is. Uh, do we want to? Do we have a code for TechWell for any of the conferences yet? We do. It's Meta Ten. Meta Ten. Um, Meta Ten. M E T A one zero. Meta Ten. Meta Ten. What does it give them? So even if you don't win this, you right. still have the opportunity to, to save get a money discount? How and much go. Do they save discounts. Well, if it's Meta Ten, ten dollars. I'll give you a, no ten percent. Ten percent. Yeah. So on a 2K to conference, that would be, my, if my Cray works, that's like 200 bills, right? That is. And and if you, gosh, that's that's actually pretty cool. Yep. So, if so you, we, there is no reason not to go to Star East now. Star East. Right now, you can win free entry or you can save 10%. So, damn it, Metacasters, get off your keisters. <laughs> <laughs> and support the Metacast and get the Star East. Yeah. Anything else, Josh? I wish I had anything All right. more exciting. So free conference registration. So that's, that's intro. That's intro the the Metacast. Oh yeah, so, we gotta go. Yeah. So everyone, uh, the topic today is speaking. Is it speaking what? Speaking truth to power. Truth to power. Power. So power. Sad. Power. Power. The fake echo. (laughs) (laughs) On to the Metacast. Unfortunately, Welcome to the Metacast. I'm Josh Anderson. And I'm Bob Galen. And it's been months. And months. We're face, way too long. We're face to face. It's way too long. Yeah. Metacasters, just for you. I had bad knees, but I crawled. He I did. Cr- I crawled 13 miles from Cary <laughs> to downtown Raleigh. And I carried him on he my carried me back. Up, up his back, up because I collapsed outside the building. And he carried me, no elevator, up, up the 17 stairs. flights of stairs 17, in a five-story building. That, that's just for the atrium. That yep. was, I think it was like 50, <laughs> 50 flights of stairs. He dropped me a few times. I'm, luckily, it was on my head. And we finally made it. We're here. Oh, my God. Just for you guys. It is so good gals. to be back. It is. It is. <laughs> Should I sing back in the saddle again or something? I no. think you've done something like that before. No, it was I won't. Terrifying. I won't. I won't. I won't. I yeah, won't, it was not good. Song. It was memorable, but yes. not good. So, so you can tell Metacasters I have a slight perkiness to edge to my voice. Uh, it's not the same. It's not the same doing Zoom calls. With it is Josh. not. Yeah. It's not. It no. loses. It loses itself. Uh, it really does. Because I, I enjoy this. Well, that's just dive in. That's yeah. enough of the niceties. For yeah. God's no, sake. this is not the a nice Metacast. Yeah, the there's niceties. no more of that. So, what are we going to talk about, Josh? We're going to talk about. Uh, I think I call Can it I? coaching up, but you had no, speaking truth no, to power or something is, like that. It or? is not coaching up. Ooh, it gosh. could. I mean, you could couch it that way, but couching it that way is too soft. Take it's too soft. Yeah. yeah. You need. We need some like fortitude here. So it is speaking truth. the The topic today is speaking truth to to power, to people who, uh, so telling, bringing your deflector screens down. I'm just defining it, mm-hmm. 
right? But I always think, I always think of communication. Right. It's like, it's your best friend and you would always tell them the truth, Mm -hmm. right? So, so you have no deflectors, maybe 10%. Right, so if their breath is bad, you might not sort of tell them. <laughs> or if you don't you, like their shirt, or your shirt, you yeah. might. But so there's a, we all filter, but your filter is very light yeah. for your best friends. You would admit you're wrong. You would tell them they suck. You would tell them that they're full of crap. This is the stupidest idea ever heard. You would you have conversations like that. Yeah. That's the level of filtering or lack of filtering that you would do to people who basically sign off on your paycheck. When I say power. It's it's executives. It's mm-hmm. people you work for. Uh, it's not your so your boss, your boss who's a friend. You would not be. That's that's not speaking truth to power. They're mm-hmm. your friend. There's not a so there's a lot of risk. So it's the uncomfortable truth. It's the uncomfortable truth. They come in. Uh, they ask you to work over the weekend, mm-hmm. and you have something scheduled with your kids, mm-hmm. but you know that there's a release on Monday, and your team has screwed the pooch. And, and it's the right thing to do from a business perspective and work all weekend, but you're going, so you have this dilemma, mm-hmm. right? Do I, do I give my commitment to the business or do I give my commitment to my family? Right. And there's something important with your family and speaking truth to power. And you've, you've promised your kids, your little girl and your little boys have looked you in the eye mm-hmm. and this is important mm-hmm. to them. And you've looked them and I'm going to be there. And it's like, thank you, daddy. I really, I really, we're counting on you. So you're at that crossroads. Yeah. So, so, uh, so not speaking truth to power would say, sure, I'll, yeah, yeah, I'll work the weekend. I'll slave. Oh, not only that, I'll make everyone else miserable with me. So I'll bring the team in. Yep. If you're in a leadership position, or if you say, if you sit down, you close the door and say, no, right? I've got commitments with my kids. And, and oh, by the way, you're not, we're not going to draw the entire team in. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just giving an example of it. Right. Right. We're not going to bring the entire team in. Uh, we're going to have to go to our customers. Oh, crap. We're going to have to go to the investors. Oh, crap. And mm-hmm. we're, we're going to have to buy some time. But we're not going to destroy everyone's lives this weekend just to suck it up. Mm-hmm. Because you know what? There's a risk. Right. So that's an example of, of truth to power. Really uncomfortable because in some cases I could be, I've actually had some conversation. I remember at eye contact once I went to the CEO and I was really, he, he didn't, I didn't have a relationship and he was relatively new. And I basically said, and you've heard this story before. Uh, I said, uh, the executives need to get their butts into the spread reviews mm-hmm. and I need you to tell them to get their butts in the spread reviews. Cause this is, this is unacceptable behavior. And they need to be there and not just sit there like bumps on a log, but they need to engage. They need to be vibrant. They need to give feedback, et cetera. I need them to be away. Mm-hmm. And please, can you support that? And I felt pretty damned at risk. I was like, you know, who am I? And, but I had that, 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 that was the truth. It really, we needed to do that. Right. Um, so how do we do So you react to that. Any experiences? Is it hard? Do we have? Yeah, to do a ton it? of experiences where I, I, I have this tendency to just when I see a wrong, I like overly aggressively attack it, and that's that's not always ended well for me. Um, but one of the things that I think you had suggested in the past, and I had a very good friend suggest to me a few months ago, was crucial conversations and. I read that with the team. I had the entire team here at Broadvine read that. And I couched it as 
for us to be successful, we have to have these high stakes conversations when everybody's emotional about a subject because it really matters and it's important, but there's differing opinions on the table. And what that book helped me realize is that people aren't often given a framework of how to handle those discussions. Right. So I put this book on the table with the team and said, here's our how to guide. After we read this book, we all should know how to have those difficult conversations with each other because we now have a roadmap of how to navigate and we understand the complexities and the fear and everything that goes into it because all those conversations within our team, it's not always one-sided, right? So there's an engineer that thinks we should do X, an engineer that thinks we should do Y. And if they aren't willing to have that difficult discussion just with themselves, then we're in real trouble, right? So trying to encourage that and facilitate that and have them build that within themselves, then they are, are honing those skills and tools to where they can become more confident to go into a CXO's office and say, Hey, you know, uh, pointy headed manager, as you would say, I think we're doing this the wrong way. And here's why. So, one of the things that I've found success with, and and we're not there yet, right? This haven't solved the problem. This wasn't the silver bullet, but it's something that I keep coming back to is we say, okay, like I've had people walk into my office and say, crucial conversation time, right? And that sets the tone. I'm like, oh, okay. And I'm ready. Like, oh, here we go, right? So so I know that they're a little bit nervous, right? Because right. they're like, all right, I'm bringing this to you. I'm not sure how to do it, but I think there's a problem and I want to talk about it in a reasonable way. So that has helped us at least practice, right? And realize that you aren't naturally born with the technique and skill to go have that conversation in a difficult time, in a difficult manner. So you said something there too, it's a trick. So it's have the framework and, and I've, I've leveraged uh, crucial conversations. There's another one, this radical candor Mm -hmm. has a, has a model or framework or whatever as well. So there's different frameworks. Both of those are valid and Metacasters. I'd recommend reading both of them. Um, but you, you gave a trigger. So crucial conversation time Mm -hmm. is something. So that gave you, so it's giving you a warning. So so I think actually one of the keys, one of the lessons for Metacasters, one, have a framework two have a trigger word or prepare someone for it. So so let's say I'm working for you. You're Mm -hmm. the CEO. Mm -hmm. I'm your VP of engineering. Before we ever need to do that, I probably want to sit down with you maybe in the interview or afterwards as we're establishing a relationship and say, Josh, you know, how willing are you? So I'm going to like sort of charter yeah. or establish the ground rules. It's like, Josh, do you, you know, can you handle the truth? And you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, and, what? and explore that. Yeah. Explore that. And you'd be, now that there's no pressure, you'd be like, well, of course I can handle the truth. Yeah. I'm like, Josh, do you want me to give you the truth? Or at least come in here, or do you want me to hide it from you? And you would probably say, please don't hide it from me. Right. Yes, let's have that. So what I'm doing is establishing a conduit or whatever. So for when the pressure, when the emotions are high and the pressure's on, we, I can come back to center and say, Josh, this is one of those, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those moments. Yeah. Let's come back and I'm coming to you. Uh, so I'm asking permission, mm-hmm. right? Or I've established permission. I think that's a key sometimes too, as well. Uh, and then if you say, no, I don't, right? I want, I mean, and some people may yeah. not want to handle it. Some people right. are like, no, you know, don't disagree with me or whatever. Oh, okay. Well then, then I won't come to you or, you know, maybe I won't have that. Maybe I'll vote with my feet. Right. But that, 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 that same approach works really well with 
board members, yeah. right? Because you see them every once in a while, and maybe you recognize, okay, there's going to be a couple slides in this board meeting. They're going to be um, interesting, right? And challenging for some people to consume without emotion and have negative reactions. So it's often best to kind of lay, lay the groundwork and say, Hey, listen, we need to talk about this before. And I think what you realize is people appreciate that like warning shot across the bow so they can mentally prepare themselves for when the stakes are high in that board meeting or right. in that conversation. They've had some time to prep and think about it and be ready. Because oftentimes when people are caught off guard and they react, that's when we as humans struggle to do as well as we all would like. So that softening of the blow or letting them know what's coming makes a huge difference. It helps them be prepared and it helps ensure that the conversation is more constructive because they're not back on their heels trying to figure out, wait a minute, what did you just say? Right. Um, it's those kind of things and those kinds of tools that books like the ones that you mentioned and I mentioned are are good. And I found that those frameworks as software people, we, we work with frameworks. We use scrum, we right. use safe, right. we use the .NET framework, we use node and their packages and everything goes along with that. So our, our world is built around frameworks. So we find, a, we find use, a, we use nose. What did node. you use? Node. Node. What's node? It's a JavaScript framework. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, 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 I knew yeah, that. Yeah. I knew that, but I was, I was, I, was throwing, I, yeah, I threw yeah. you a bone. Thanks. Did you enjoy that? A little bit. The little dinosaur yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> but the key that I'm trying to get to is that you work with frameworks every day. So find a communication framework that helps you navigate these challenges. Cause it's not easy. Just like building software is not easy. And we found other frameworks to help us do that well or to operate as teams. All those things that are hard. We found frameworks in our world to help us find our way. And there are things out there that can support that. It doesn't have to be just dumb luck and trial and error. So can I pick on you a little bit? No. Okay. See, you said I could say no, right? Yeah. Okay. And I went, and then I, then our, the <laughs> Metacast is done. So I'll be more specific. Yeah, can yeah. I, can Bring I, it on. Can I pick on you at Teradata? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Potentially. Oh, gosh. Pick on you. Yeah. So... I left early. Mm -hmm. You stayed. Mm -hmm. There were leadership challenges there. Yeah. You were in a leadership position. Yeah. And I'm just re retrospecting on this. Um, Here comes the gut shot. <laughs> so, so, you know, you saw things. Yeah. I think mm -hmm. like terrible things, mm -hmm. like nightmarish things, like Freddy Krueger things. Mm -hmm. I'm kidding. Um, but, but you stayed. So what prevented you? And I'm trying to, I'm not beating you up, but so I don't think you spoke to power at Teradata as often as you could have. I'm just guessing. I'm looking for an example. And what uh, I'm really looking for yeah. is what prevented you? What were some of the inhibitors that you thought about to say, shit, I can't, I can't really have that conversation so that we can learn from them? Yeah. I didn't do a good enough job of seeking them out. When they happen naturally, I was willing to respond, but I didn't proactively. So if it happened make in the hallway, happen, if, yeah. if someone came to you and said, the release is behind schedule, blah, 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 I need to do that. You could have a crucial conversation. I would do that then, but I didn't do a good enough job of proactively, of doing. proactively doing it. So then it was always too late. Right. Right. Um, also, I. I don't think I, no, not, I can't say I don't think, but I know I wasn't 
mature enough to see the signs yet, right? Like you, you came in, you saw it, and you said, I'm out of here. And I was like, I think we can still do this, Bob. So maybe optimism? Yeah. So, so and, and again, yeah, I'm not beating you up. No, I'm looking yeah. for what are some of the – it's not even inhibitors, but what are some of the factors yeah. that get in that get in the way of yeah. having these – you know, crucial conversations. And these are the upward ones. This isn't the outward ones. These yeah, yeah. are the upward ones that were threat. So I buy optimism. Yeah. Right. That was a huge thing was I still felt like I could make this work and I could find a way to make it happen yeah. regardless of all of the things that were stacked against us. Whereas you had been around the block a few more so, times and you saw those stacked so up and you're like, get, okay, it's we can not get gonna, overly can do. That's yeah. actually a common, yeah. I don't even know if it's a mature, I mean, it happens with folks with less experience. Yeah. But it's that overly because we're problem solvers, yeah. right? We're naturally engineers and we're problem solvers. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things people like to they use it against us, right? Yeah. You're an engineer. You're a problem solver. Now I just gave you a freaking you know, yeah, right. So now solve it. Now solve it, yeah. right? Yeah. And and you know it's like oh okay, and we get overly optimistic, but it's like cut through that sometimes and really see the you know see the truth and yeah. then have it okay. So optimism. Uh, and then in the moment I heard, was yeah. there, was there any fear? Did you, and I'm looking for like fear of getting fired, fear of retaliation, fear that I'm not doing. Cause I've felt that I, I have felt uh, fear that, you know, I, I came here. Do you ever hear that term? Don't bring me problems, bring me solutions. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Lots. Right. And you get almost programmed that way. And, and it's like, Oh crap, I can't. Have a crucial conversation with the leader. Yeah, that's bringing them an uns- an intractable problem or something right. like that. And I think the farther you are away from someone from a relationship perspective, the more that fear holds true. What I've learned and grown in is establishing the relationship up front and having honesty up front and. Uh, working through that as quickly as possible to where you remove that. Now, maybe it's just naturally I moved up the chain. So I have the relationships with the CXOs more easily and more readily than I did when I was an engineer or whatever. But I mean, I think you hit a key. Another key is relationship building. I mean, I've had a relationship. I've worked for Ralph Kasuba two or three times in different companies uh, and we just hit it off. So, so this was a little weird because we were like, we we're almost like soulmates when it came to working together. Mm-hmm. So we, so it wasn't really hard to, it, was, it took a little work and a little trust. It yeah. wasn't instantaneous, but it happened very quickly. But, uh, but we had that relationship. Mm-hmm. We built that relationship so we could t- tell truth. And it's not just maybe the, I want to get your reaction to this, but it's not just telling truth to power. It's power telling truth. To me, mm-hmm. right? So, so I could tell my truth. I want, I, I could, t- I want to tell my truth to Ralph. I'll use him as an example, mm-hmm. but I had to be prepared for Ralph could give me a reverse yeah, truth yeah. that might really challenge my thinking. And mm-hmm. I'd be like, you know, holy shit, you're right, or, or not, or we could, but we could challenge each other with our truths, right? And then get to a decision. Uh, but the relationship was key to that. Uh, do you buy that sort of tr- truth goes, it's 360 degrees? Yeah, it's got to be, for it to be productive, truth has to flow in both directions. And yeah. that's not natural, right? That's not, um, 
something that just happens out of the gate. Or I mean, maybe it does, and it's relatively I mean, rare, startup, but you've got to... Yeah. So let me give you a hypothetical yeah. example. You you work with the CEO, let's say. Mm-hmm. You're building things. You're making commitments to releases and stuff to, to board members. Let's mm-hmm. use the weekend. You know, you go in and say, we can't. No, we're not going to work the weekend. Boss comes back and says, you know, Josh, you and I have been in a room, and we know that Monday is... Monday is an incredibly valuable day. I'll give the team two weeks off, for mm-hmm. God's sakes, but we have got to hit Monday. We've made that commitment. For good or bad, you've made it, I've made it, the team has made it. We don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. So that's the reverse truth, right? You gave the, we're not going to lose our lives. I promised my little kids they're going to cry truth. Right. He gave you, you know, if we don't hit it, we're going to be out of work, possibly, right? Yeah, right. I'm not threatening you. This is a reality. This is just reality. In, in fact, your butt, yeah. was, in the same, your butt yeah. was in the room with me, yeah. right? So here, here's the truth. Now, do we want to, yeah, yeah. How, do, how do we want to handle this? Right. That kind of a conversation, I think. That's what you need so you can, because it, it, it's what is going to happen, and I found in, inherently, is you're going to have two sides of the conversation. And it's super rare that either side is correct, that 99% of the time the right answer is somewhere in the middle. Right. And if you're not able or willing to have that conversation to find the appropriate answer, then somebody's going to walk away pissed off and then things start to fall apart. But when you are willing and able to have that discussion and find the right answer, not someone's answer, but the right answer that is likely bits and pieces of what you yep. were both talking about, yep. then you get to the right answer. So it's, okay, we can do this. We probably only need three people, and I think we can get it done in like four hours on Saturday. But it's our answer. Yeah. It's our it's yes. that shared right. answer, and we had to, but we had to initiate that. Right. And you can't dance around it. I mean, you could have been in there in the same scenario you could have danced around it. Like, mm-hmm. like you could have created a terrible outcome if you would have thrown everyone right. at it, et cetera. And just, we, we need to be able to have this sort of this, we have to be able to bring our shields down and, yeah. and really have a truthful conversation. Yeah. The, the, the biggest weapon that I use is probably the wrong word, wrong term, not a weapon to a conversation, but has always been recognizing the difference in context. Right. So he is the CEO has a different lens on things. I have a different lens on things as a guy that runs product and he might not understand all of the bits and pieces that I have and I might not understand the bits and pieces. So to me, it's always about educating each other on what don't I see? What don't I understand about? these things that you're bringing to the table and help him understand the things he hasn't seen because he's not in there. So trying to fill in the yep. gaps of knowledge. Yep. And when you do that with smart people, the answer ends up just smacking you both in the face. Yep. And there's, there's really no debate. It's like, Oh yeah, there's the answer. And off we go. So let's reframe it to your truth. Mm-hmm. It's not the truth. In fact, we cut the outcome is the truth. And mm-hmm. even that is variable depending. It's situational. But if you come in, you're not coming in with, I'm not coming in with the, the truth. It's, it's my view of things, which is just reframing. What yeah, you just exactly. Said. Right. Right. I'm bringing in my truth. I want to invite the CEO in this scenario to share his truth mm-hmm. or her truth. Mm-hmm. And then we want to create a shared truth between us. Right. right. Like what is the outcome yep. that we want to get? So that, and, and part of it is, so if you come in there obstinate, it's like you're inflexible, right? Yeah. This is my, this is the truth mm-hmm. and suck it up. The only option in the world yeah. is to accept what I'm saying. That's not, that's right. not going to create great. That is not a crucial conversation. No, that's no. a very, yeah. that's a very obstinate, very yeah. blocking oriented conversation, but it's having that. 
I'm, I'm going to say something else and see how you, I, I, I think people are wusses and don't have uh, wusses. Uh, they're not very courageous, mm-hmm. uh, and they avoid these conversations. So forget the framework, and I want to see how you react. So you can study crucial conversations, not you personally, but people people in your team. They can study crucial conversations. They can uh, mm-hmm. study radical candor. They can memorize it. They can take the cert- They can get certified in it uh, and take the test and have a certificate. Yeah. And, but I think these moments are really, really, really freaking hard mm-hmm. to engage in. Would you agree with that? For, and people avoid it like yeah, the plague. Yeah. I, I see folks. So I think I think it's a rare, I don't know, maybe it's the stupid few or something like that that can create these things. I, I might consider myself part of the stupid few. But if that's the premise, how do how do we encourage people to have that? What do you is it just reading the book? No, to me, it's a it's a cultural issue. One of the things that I've always done is that when someone provides a contradicting view to something I've said, I celebrate it because I want people to know that that's welcomed and encouraged. Oh my god! Because otherwise, you're bringing a tear to my eye here with the culture. <laughs> And setting the culture and leading by example, I'm going to freaking cry. Go ahead. Go. Keep it going. Because I think that's why so many people are scared and why it's such a difficult thing to do because so much of the traditional work culture is the opposite of that, of you don't question the boss. What the boss says goes, blah, blah, blah. Right? All those things you've seen and read and suffered through, right? you've got to create the opposite. Otherwise, you're going to end up like everybody else. And I've never been willing to accept that. That's that's what the young lady who wrote Radical Candor she talks about, not that not as eloquently as you just stated well, it. But thank you. I know, I know. But it's she she still talks about culture or or set role modeling. I mean, her view is leaders role modeling, and then setting the tone of like I can handle it. Yeah. When she talks about so when she talks about giving Radical Candor feedback outward, her first response is you have to make sure you can hand, you can take it yeah. and how do you receive it and how, do, and how do you receive it and how, how do you embrace it, et cetera, as a leader. And then that sets the tone. Right? Mm-hmm. So you're setting this 360, you're setting this environment. Uh, she doesn't sort of connote it. I don't think so much to culture, but it is, it's setting the culture yeah. for that. Uh, I would agree. So that, so that level of what speaking truth to power is sort of related to the, to, the, to whether the power will accept yeah. the truth, right? And, and so that's why I very aggressively attack that because almost everybody comes in with this preconceived notion of how it's going to work. Yep. And I've had people when I've asked them, well, what do you think? And they just stare at me blankly. I'm like, what's the matter? Like, what do you think? It's like, I've never been asked that before by my boss. Like, they've just told me do it this way. Right. So you have to attack that historical bias or culture that they expect you to operate with, right. even though when you interview them, you said, hey, we're going to operate like this. This is how I work. This is the way things go yep. here. They're like, yeah, sure. Okay. I think I buy that. But until they see it in action, then it's different. And then they start to change the way they operate. So if you really are going to operate with that radical candor, you have some work to do to overcome the baggage that they bring because of other poor management that they've suffered through before. What what about just plain old cutting through all of this? I mean, do we have a responsibility, some of us, to just have it? So if we don't have the relationship, yeah. 
we haven't read the books. Uh, but let's go back to our conversation, that weekend con- I mean, let's just say we haven't done a lot of that stuff, but we're at that weekend conversation. You're the dev guy mm-hmm. and there's the CEO. You're, you're at this, you're at this defining moment. Um, do you have it or not? Uh, is, do you have a responsibility? I guess what I'm at to have it. Uh, you're, you're, you're in a leadership role. Mm-hmm. So whether you're well-equipped or not, whether you've established relationships yeah. or not, I mean, do that, do all of that stuff. But let's say you've sucked or it's the first day on the job or whatever it right. is. Um, is it fair game to, I mean, is it fair game to skip it? Is it fair game to mail it in for, uh, for certain roles or for, I don't know. I, to me, I think if you're in a leadership role, then that's no different than an engineer not testing their code, right? It's just not a responsible thing to do and it's harder because your responsibilities are different your responsibilities aren't is this test green or red it's are we operating the right way and that's a little bit more squishy and it's harder but you do have a responsibility there have been multiple times in my career especially in the past like half decade or so where i've said oh crap like i gotta go do this right it's if i don't do it i'm not doing my job I'm not looking forward to it. It's going to be hard and it's probably going to hurt, you know, or I'm going to fail. Right. But I've got to go have this conversation with this, whoever they are, that's higher ranking than me or whatever term you want to use. And it's like, I've got to go do this because it's my job. So that's, I, I was just struck by what you said. So there's different truth to power relationships. So let's use the scrum team developer tester. Mm hmm. And the, t- and the developer didn't test their code. Mm-hmm. And they weren't a good team member. And the tester realizes that very quickly. Yeah. There is a truth to power yeah. discussion that could happen. Testers should have that. They have a responsibility. Mm-hmm. They have a responsible moment. They, they have a responsibility to initiate that conversation. Yeah. Would you buy that? Uh, th- yep. That's why I gave my team that book. Right. Because uh, that happens all the time. Right. T- uh, Scrum Master not doing their job mm-hmm. or, or mailing it in actually, right. Yeah. Allowing, I'm just picking this. They're, they're, they're allowing a select few to dominate every conversation. Right. And they're, and for a year, they're not doing anything about to raise the bar and for right. equality. And, uh, there's a truth to power. Any member of that team and the scrum master is in a powerful position. It mm-hmm. could be a manager who's a scrum master. It could be a senior project manager who's converted someone who has some organizational power. Right. That team has a responsibility to have that conversation. So it's not always to the CEO. Right. Right. There's team based truth to powers. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's project, ma- there's, there's organizational truth to powers. Like you have several teams and you have a project manager who's reporting and managing things outward. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not going to make it. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the date is slipping. Yeah. Truth to, and no one wants to have, I don't, I, I hate those project manager conversations like that, right? Because they, it rips their soul out. They're, mm-hmm. poor, they're poor little souls. They yeah. get so sad yep. and emotional and stuff. So, uh, and then we're talking about the leadership. But what I was trying to say is I think they're, they're not just sort of, you know, VP to CEO. Right. I think there's a lot of organizational, uh, and, and some of the inhibitors, so at the CEO level, the, in, the inhibitor might be fear of getting fired. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the team level, it might be fear of pissing off a developer. Right? Yeah. It's like, oh crap, now I'm going to have an enemy yeah. in my team. Right. That, that actually might be a viable amount of fear. Mm-hmm. So, so 
when I came in here, I thought of it all as being like upward to very senior leaders. Yeah. But you see, you see it more broadly. Yeah, it's got to be because for any group of people to operate effectively, they have to have those candid discussions and be able to rally around them and improve and make tomorrow better. Because otherwise, if you don't do that, then tomorrow's going to be worse than today. Right. It's that, that, that thing I always come back to is you have a choice every day. Can you make it better than yesterday or not? And if you don't have that discussion, then there's no one to blame but yourself. If you didn't, so if I'm that tester and you're that developer and you're just like, I'm this cranky old guy, I'm not doing tests, you know, it's your job. Deal with it. Right. If I don't act, actively try and improve that, then my day is just going to keep getting worse. Yep. And yep. you're going to feel more empowered to test less and I'm going to yep. have more problems. Uh, for and it's always going to be on me because I never tried to solve it, and, and that'll live with me for a long time. So that's that's so, there. So strategy, um, there's 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 probably a hundred strategies, but there's the snuggle up to the truth strategy, which we sort of we build up to it. Yeah, like uh, let's use the developer tester. I'm the, you're the developer mm-hmm. <laughs> that's writing crappy code, and I'm your tester. Thanks, Bob. And I'm like. You know, here's snuggling up. Hey, Josh, how you doing? How's the family? Nice day, isn't it? Uh, how's your code writing going? Are you are you feeling pretty pretty good about your code? Because you shouldn't. Uh, no, 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 no. I mean, I've I've sort of been I've been been enamored. You've been marveling at. I've been marveling oh, at you, you for Bob. for the entire time I've been here. Rightfully for so. Years. Thank you. I, I know. Yeah. I know. Uh, have you had any? Have you discovered any bugs in your like years? Never, or, never, really, never. Yeah, I no. have. Really? I just, yeah, you're wrong. Just one. I've, I've. Oh, just one. Okay. One. Well, there's one little one. Are you I, sure you got it right? Um, yeah, I think so. I think. I think. I think we found it. So I'm snuggling up. Eventually, yeah. after millennia, I may get to the point <laughs> of your code sucks. And all my deflecting. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Are you with me? Yeah. Or I could just come in and say, hey, Josh, how you doing? Nice day. Your code sucks. Uh, we no. need to fix it. Impossible. We need to do something about that. It's yeah. really affecting it. And you know what? It's I probably not talked to you about it for months, and it's been an ongoing problem. Now, I'm not frustrated. It's not personal. But we need to work. In fact, I want to help you mm-hmm. to write better code, but it's a real problem. Yeah. So all I'm saying is there's the cut to the chase or there's the snuggle up to it. Yeah. It, either one equal. Uh, do you have any favorites? I tend to just bring the hammer. Um, sometimes I've brought the hammer incorrectly or mishandled the hammer. But the one thing that I've found always helps is connecting the why, right? And not, and to your point, getting to where they understand it's not personal (coughs) because there are so many people that will take it personally. But if you get them to understand why you're asking these questions, um, then you're in good shape. And the questions is a, traditional approach that I always use of just ask questions, right? And start there. And, um, I'm a hammer kind of guy myself. I've never noticed. You haven't? No. Am I a hammer kind of guy? Have you, you would never, I would never never say that. Never noticed that. (coughs) If you can hear the sarcasm in my voice, but I don't mean it as the hammer, but I mean, in fact, in fact, I probably overly hammer sometimes. I try to, to exercise. I I'll exaggerate and come back from it. So, if I have a tendency, so let's say these two tendencies, mm-hmm. we, we wiggle up to the bar over millennia, or we hit with the hammer, let's call it that, and then maybe even fall back from it. I like the clarity mm-hmm. of going for, 
even even if I amplify it and then modify it, I like that clarity. It gets yep. us to clarity. It gets us to communicate. It even gets to gross disagreement. Bob, you're exaggerating. It is not that. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? I'll accept that. Mm-hmm. All right. So where are we? What is it then? If I, you know, I have been known to exaggerate. Right. So what is it then? I would much rather sort of get to that. Not an extreme level, but this sort of extreme clarity level in the communication, uh, and then and then drive the discussion. Well, and that's the real differentiator is with that snuggling up. There is a high likelihood of ambiguity because or you don't never, just come out and say it, or you'll never get there. Yeah, that's that's, yeah. The, and I've seen that over and over again. Yeah. You never, never, ever. You have the potential of only right. getting fifty percent there. Right. And then what do you do? Now you have 50% of the truth out there. Right. I'd, much, I'd much rather get 100 or 110% than modify it, than create the discussion, right? Create the collaboration mm-hmm. around that. Now, I think when you do that, you have to be open, and you said that, you have to be open to be, it's not negotiation, but you have to be open to change your view, mm-hmm. right? You listen. Mm-hmm. You listen to other people at the team. Uh, I do that as a scrum master quite often. That then I have to shut up and allow people to refute it or to clarify it or to right. refine it. But we get to the truth much faster. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that would be, I was trying to make a recommendation. I think both strategies sort of can work. Uh, I think I, we should reframe I it. I don't think so. How does the cuddling up work? Yeah, well, maybe maybe it's, you know, an accelerated, you know, a speedy version of that. Uh, but the hammer sounds so intimidating. We need to reframe it. Let's call it the clar- the clarity or something like that. That just be. That's so much more clear. No, oh, sh- yeah, it's not very clear. <laughs> the clarity All right, the hammer. Then we'll, we'll leave it at, <laughs> we hit him with the. It doesn't wait. have to be a big hammer, right? It can be. Oh, a- it could be. Oh, it could be like one of those little toy hammers. Yeah, that that squeaks. That, oh, what? <laughs> that my dog has. <laughs> All right. Uh, <clears throat> How did we do on this? I'm trying to think. I think we covered. I think we covered this topic. What do you think? I feel pretty good. So again, uh, don't just keep running your head into the wall and keep trying to get better. That's something that I did. That was a mistake. So go out and get help. There are tools that will help you navigate these and, and get those. I wasn't yeah. discounting. Get yeah. those tools. Uh, there, there's practice. One of the things that we may get to a Metacast is what to do then. Uh, so crucial conversations don't always work out. So what's a fallback, yeah. right? Or how to establish a fallback, knowing when to hold them, knowing when to fold them. We've talked about that in various Metacasts, but maybe we devote a Metacast, that, mm-hmm. which should be a follow-up to this. Sure. What if the you know what if the crucial conversation doesn't work out very well, and then what if it continues? What if there's a pattern yeah. of those things? How do you? What are some reactions that we can have, or some follow up? I like it. All right. So from beautiful downtown, hey, joint Metacast face to face, baby. Um, oh, it's going to be. <laughs> we're going to continue to do this going forward. I'm Bob Galen, and I'm Josh Anderson. Shake and bake. Take care, y'all. Yeah.